You know Captain Jack Sparrow. Captain Jack Sparrow, if you please. Well, I don't see your ship. Captain? I'm in the market, as it were. You are, without doubt, the worst pirate I've ever heard of. But you have heard of me. Yes, we have. Johnny Depp's role as the charming and roguish Captain Jack Sparrow earned Walt Disney's Pirates of the Caribbean franchise about $4.5 billion in box office sales. During his nearly 20 years of stardom, Depp developed a swashbuckling lifestyle to match with upkeep of about $2 million a month. Depp's fortune has vanished and he's fighting back in court. In January, he sued his former business managers, and now he's suing his entertainment lawyer for malpractice. He wants $30 million in contingency fees paid over the past 18 years returned. Joining us is David Bissinger, founding partner at Bissinger, Oshman and Williams. Dave, there are seven claims in this suit. What stands out to you as the most important? Uh, first claim as uh, the big one, and that's breach of fiduciary uh, duty. Uh, that's the claim that will make this case uh, impossible, I think, to resolve in a summary judgment motion or certainly not in a motion to dismiss. Uh, and so the parties will either have to settle it or go to trial. Explain that a little bit more. Well, the breach of fiduciary duty claim imposes upon uh, both the managers in the prior Depp case and now the lawyers and the one that was just filed uh, this week, uh, basically a duty of utmost uh, good faith uh, and trust and confidence. Uh, In fact, there's some famous uh, Texas fiduciary duty defense lawyers that describe uh, a jury charge for breach of fiduciary duty as the uh, infamous Mother Teresa instruction. In other words, the defendant in Texas, for example, will have to prove that he complied with uh, his fiduciary duties, thus reversing the burden of proof. Uh, The California jury instruction appears to put the burden uh, on the plaintiff, but nevertheless imposes an enormously high burden on someone who does operate as a fiduciary, as both lawyers and uh, agents do. Well, David, what is Depp saying that his lawyer did wrong? Well, there's a variety of things. Uh, in, in some ways, you could call it allowing him uh, to commit uh, financial or economic suicide uh, in, in the sense of not protecting him from his own spending habits. But in fairness to Depp, there is a, uh, especially a hard money loan that uh, was, uh, was executed by his management company, TMG, apparently with the involvement of the lawyers. A hard money loan uh, is a, uh, basically a, uh, almost like a loan sharking uh, kind of a loan. It's a high risk, uh, high interest uh, loan in which you pledge uh, collateral, but it's, it's not a mortgage. And in this instance, uh, Depp pledged apparently his movie residuals. And according to Depp's uh, complaint, in any event, the, uh, the loan made no economic sense because the value of Depp's residuals, say, are in the range of $15 million per year, uh, which uh, the, the expenses, the fees, and the interest of the loan are far in excess of that, at least according to Depp. Dave, uh, oh, go ahead. No, that's and then the second piece is the contingent, these contingent fee arrangements uh, by which over time uh, the lawyers uh, at the law firm as well as at the management company because the management company uh, 
managers were also lawyers, uh, earned contingent fees uh, allegedly without uh, them being reduced to writing. And under California law, like the law of Texas and many other states, uh, that makes the agreement voidable. So or Dave, agreements voidable. Dave, in the complaint, Depp claims in one example, that he was presented only with the signature pages of the loan, and he trusted his advisors had his best interest in mind, and he signed the loan documents, not appreciating it. And you have these sort of uh, claims that he relied upon his lawyers because he didn't know about these things that were going on. How does an attorney's fiduciary duty compare to the duty of his business manager's? You know, really, legally, June, they're not much different. Uh, and I think really the, the issue for both the management case and the law firm case are going to come down to the factual uh, components, the sort of the characterization and the, the overall context of those relationships. Uh, in both instances, I suspect that the communications were similar. Uh, mostly, probably, we're going to have a lot of emails. We'll have some meetings and phone calls. Uh, there is apparently, according uh, to the business management case filed back in February, a former employee of the management company uh, that will testify against the management company. And so it's uh, as to the dirty things uh, or the shady stuff, I think, is the term used in the complaint that the management uh, fellows wanted her to do that she refused to do. And so really it's going to come down to these factual issues again, which is why it's so much more likely to lead to a trial than many other types of cases. And that will be a trial that many people will watch. Thanks so much for joining us. That's David Bissinger, founding partner at Bissinger, Oshman & Williams. Coming up on Bloomberg Law, the jury is weighing the case against former HSBC currency trader Mark Johnson for front-running. We'll listen to some parts of the recorded phone calls at the heart of the prosecution's case. 